Welcome to a message by Highway Christian Community. Highway Christian Community is a church in Pinetown pastored by Steve and Janet Wheeler, whose vision is to make disciples. You can visit their website at www.highway.org.za. We hope that today's message enlightens the eyes of your heart to know the goodness of God and awakens you to live your God-given purpose. Enjoy. Who you are, that is who you are. Oh, oh, oh. Wait, make a 
that you're working Even when I don't feel that you're working You never stop, you never stop working You never stop, you never stop working Even when I don't see it, you're working Even when I don't feel that you're working You never stop, you never stop working You never stop, you never stop working Even when I don't see it, you're working Even when I don't feel that you're working You never stop, you never stop working You never stop, you never stop working Waiting, bearing the work On the speed of light in the darkness My God, that is who you are 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 That is who you
kingdom of heaven has come to man. The kingdom of heaven has come to man. Tell everyone what you see and hear, for the kingdom of heaven has come. It has come to man. Kingdom of heaven has come to man. The kingdom. serving faithfully over the last eight months. We have not stopped being the church. We have not stopped putting the message of his goodness out and encouraging people to worship the Most High God. We have not stopped that. Because if everything else stops, that's the one thing that doesn't stop. Until Jesus returns in glory, and then we spend eternity with him, and we look back and we say, we had a very short, small window in which to be his ambassadors upon the earth. Aren't you glad for those who serve and come and prepare and behind the scenes? Let's give them a round of applause. <laughs> Amen. So, so we can take up the offering this morning if uh, those coming forward could do so. <clears throat> I see we're down to two bags. It's a two-bag church now. It used to be a six-bag church. Now we're a two-bag church. And I thought I'd share this quick testimony, not to bring any uh, acclaim to me, but just by way of saying, the guest industry has started up a little bit again, and uh, here we go, and with the guest houses starting to operate again, I was very blessed this week. I've got in a certain amount of money, and part of the joy of that is saying, the first fruits belong to God. Now, it might not be a lot of money. Well, that's a relative statement. But my point is, I learned at a very young Christian life that you can't outgive God. And when you return the first fruit of your hard labor, because running a guest house is not a walk in the park when you're also running a church and looking after grandchildren and caring for this difficult eldership team, I mean, uh, deacon team. Thank you, brother. But I, this morning I thought, wow, I got some cash this week, and I get to give God my first fruits. And you know the Bible says that is part of our honoring Him. Not because I have to, not because a curse will come on me if I don't, because I get to plant and reap Amen. a harvest. Now I know there's a few doubts out there right now going, uh-oh, yeah, the church wants our money. No, no, we don't want your money. You want the person's money that you're sitting next to. <laughs> For the ministry to continue, God puts the money in the fish's mouth, and we are able to continue. You see, we've got our AV system set up at the back there. Did you notice? 
Yay! Thank you to those who gave towards that, because that means now we can record live, and they don't have to spend 10 hours sometime in the week during a busy life to get money, to, to get time together. Now they can do the recording here on Sunday, and then there's a bit of tweaking. And then, as you know, our next step towards that is the, the audio. So the audio and video have to work together. The video is now operating. The audio is a little bit of a challenge. We are working with archaic shoestring stuff that we've had since the church uh, got planted, just about. And so we needed, we got, got clever people like Rob and some of the other uh, uh, sound guys to work out a budget, how much we need to get the audio so it works with the video, that we can keep pumping the message out uh, online, on stream, live, in and out of season, whatever happens here or doesn't happen here, the message is going out. Our missionaries are on the internet right now as we're sitting in church. <laughs> Amen? Because there's a missional word going out. And it's come to about 25,000. So in the worship meeting we're discussing, we already raised about a third of that. One guy said, I'll give this, I'll give that, I'll give, let's just make it work. Then last Sunday, some folk came forward, and we're over halfway already. So we need a little bit of, another about 10 or so to get this of audio working with the video, but that is the fruit of our labors, and that will ensure we never get caught again when there's a world collapse of a calamity, a natural catastrophe, or any pandemic. We won't be behind the curve and have to play catch up for three months and almost drown in our new found don't know what to do. Ever felt like that? No one yet today. During the, these last six months, who ever felt like, I don't know what I'm doing? Hey? Well, well, the rest of you, you all knew what you were doing. That is amazing. Maybe you should be up here speaking. I want to, can I go down there and listen to you? So we've stumbled along, we've moved along, but by the grace of God, we seeing the message of his kingdom being proclaimed. And that's why we're here in this generation. All right, so, blow, see I'm blowing my own trumpet this morning. Let me continue. I brought a chair to church. I'm encouraged. <laughs> now, well, what was I expecting? Like an overwhelming standing ovation, you know? Okay, big deal, I brought a chair. So I said to folk, if you've got a couch or a chair that's kind of in your house, you don't use it, it's collecting dust, might even be a little bit in the way. And then that reminded me I had uh, three. So I brought them along this morning, and I put one up front here because it's my wife's antique chair, and she might just clobber me when she gets back. But uh, the point is, uh, you, you can put your name on it, and, and one day when you move overseas, you can take it with you. And if you die, you can take it to heaven with you, I'm sure. But in the meantime, you can store it here, and gee, we're quite full here this morning. So we go, we've got one or two chairs, but maybe you've got a chair lying around. You say, I don't know how to get it to the church. Make it someone else's problem. I've got the chair, you've got the car. <laughs> All right, I'm spending way too much time on waffling here. But it's so nice to be back in church. It's so nice to be with you all. Not standing on the other side of a camera, speaking to, I don't know, three or four of you. <laughs> this is so cool. I mean, 
Gee, it's so nice to be in the house with God's people singing praises back in the family, in the community. Right, so you got your Bibles with you. Okay, that's that big brown book collecting dust next to that chair that you never sit in. Just open it anywhere you like and start reading and bless yourself. All right, so these teachings are online if you want to follow the series. Matthew chapter 8 and reading from verse 1. When he came down from the mountain, great crowds followed him, Jesus. Okay. A leper came to him and knelt before him saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go show yourself to the priests and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a proof to them. So here we have Jesus in the previous three chapters, before he comes down from the mountain, he's teaching around the kingdom of God, because that was the message he came to bring. When Jesus was born into this world, it was for the intent purpose of declaring the kingdom is at hand. The kingdom that was lost through man's high treason and mutiny in the rebellion in Genesis 1 and two has now been restored according to the promise in Genesis 3 when God said the seed of the woman will crush Satan's head. And the plan of history unfolded till Jesus came and his very first sermon was behold the kingdom repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. So Jesus is up on the mountain. He's teaching around the kingdom principles, what the kingdom is, what it, how it operates, what it looks like. Then this chapter starts off that he comes down the mountain and behold, he bumps into a leper. So that's the context here of what's happening in this story. Now, take note with me that in the Old Covenant, in Leviticus, there were very strict rules around how to interact with lepers. That's where the saying has come today, hey man, don't treat me like a leper. Because lepers got treated differently to everybody else. They weren't, it was like, it was like uh, quarantine on steroids. You know, you think two weeks is hard. They were like, put out of reach because there was this understanding that they could contaminate people. But there was, in the Levitical, uh, you can read it it's in there somewhere, there was a way in which the leper could come and offer sacrifice and be inspected by the priests to see if they, it was, if they were healed, they could re-emerge, re-engage with community. So, the point I'm making here is you were forbidden 
to interact and touch lepers. So what do we see Jesus doing? He laid his hand on the leper, and the leper was healed. But now Jesus never came to abolish the law. He never came to destroy the law. He came to fulfill the law. The same as with the Sabbath. When he was accused of breaking the Sabbath, he had explained to them, Sabbath wasn't made, uh, man wasn't made for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for man. He had explained to them when they refused to pay taxes. He took a coin and said, whose inscription is on one side? Caesar. Who's on the other? So give to Caesar what is Caesar's, but give to God what is God. Jesus came to explain the spirit of the law. Not just to be a rebel and break the law. But in the same way, no one leaves an ox in a pit on the Sabbath. And Jesus said, likewise, why shouldn't this daughter of Abraham be healed when a lady that was not supposed to touch him came through the crowd? The same way when he reaches out and touches this leper, he's fulfilling the law of the, the spirit of the law. But then notice, he says to the man, go and off, give the offering that was demanded by Moses and then go and show yourself to people. So there's an order he gives the man. Don't tell anybody. Go offer the sacrifice to show that you are now healed and then go and tell people. So, modern day interpretation. Nothing wrong with going for a COVID test before you tell anybody, and then when you're negative, you can come out and tell everybody. All he's saying to the guy is, let's not make a deal about non-issues. Let's, let's pick our battles. When it comes to healing the sick, I'm going to give to God what is God's. When it comes to the the requirements of the Mosaic law under which Jesus was born, he said, I'm not going to do that. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with complying with the legal requirements of going and making sure that you pass the test, you get a negative, the priest signs you off, and you can go and re-engage in the community. I'm not calling you to be rebellious, but what I am What Jesus is saying, he says, I came to demonstrate the kingdom of my God. And in my God's kingdom, the sick are healed. The lame walk, the deaf hear, the blind can see. Those who are in poverty hear good news that there's a God who can prosper them and meet their needs so they can be a blessing to others. And that is what Jesus' essential message was, to show what the kingdom of God looks like in this world and will look like for eternity. And he wasn't about to compromise by not laying his hand on the leper. So there's a fine line here we can learn. We have to differentiate between what is Caesar, what is law, what's not worth arguing about, and what God says. And when I read my Bible, the scripture is very clear that there's an impartation through the laying on of hands. When I read my scripture, it is very clear 
And Paul says to Timothy, do not ne- ne- neglect that gift that came to you through the laying on of hands. We see when officers were appointed, deacons and elders, for, and, and, and apostolic sending, they laid hands. What, why do we lay hands? Is it just symbolic? No, there's an impartation that takes place when hands are laid. That impartation can come through other ways, can even come through laying hands on a cloth and sending it. But you can't tear out the Bible, the laying on of hands. Because cloths are mentioned once, shadows are mentioned once, but all the other dozens of times that the laying on of hands, any sick among you, call for the elders. Jesus says, lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Look at your hand. This hand is a conductor of what I carry as a vessel of God's presence. <laughs> I tell you, 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 when you wash those hands, like I know you're doing about 25 times a day, you must look at those hands and say, these, these things are powerful. I can impart because I am just a vessel. That's important. Four important things about praying for the sick. I am just a vessel. Say that loud so you hear yourself say it. I'm just a vessel. You see, when, you, when hands are laid, there's an impartation that, that, that's not really about you at all. It's about who you carry. His name is the Holy Spirit. You see, the anointing is, in, is on you for you, but it's in you for to give to others. And this is where the enemy traps us up. Because we feel if we're not perfect, we got nothing to give. Hello? If I haven't had, if I've had a miserable week and I shouted at the dog and I, I mean, I kicked the dog and I shouted at my wife and, and my boss swore me and I punched him in the head, I am now disqualified if I get an opportunity to pray for somebody. And that is the devil's lie. I'm not saying we should do those things. I, I think we should say sorry very quickly. But I, I do believe that the importation has got nothing to do with what I do or don't do. I mean, you do not have to be perfect to lay hands on the sick or lay hands on someone to discharge a blessing or an anointing. Any more than Jesus didn't avoid suffering to bring you healing. In fact, it says, it was by his suffering that you were healed. He was affected by the fall of man, not to sin, not to be sick, but to endure pain, hunger, sleeplessness, rejection, and all those kind of things. And by his stripes, his flesh ripped open on his back, we are healed. So there's a suffering that Jesus went through so that we can draw on his deposit for our blessing, healing, favor. Didn't come because he never had any hardship. And I want to say to you that are going through some hardship now, stop disqualifying yourselves 
from being a healing agent for others. You are not on this earth to first sort out all your own wounds, and then when you're perfect, discharge your ministry. You have to learn, I have to learn, while I'm healing some cuts and bruises and cleaning some pain, that I am a wounded healer, as Jesus was. And I'm saying that because I know there's people who say, yeah, I prayed for that one, they didn't get healed. I prayed for that, and it must have been because I, didn't, I had a lack of faith. I prayed for that one. When you realize you're just a vessel, that it's not your reputation on the line anyway, who called you to pray for the sick? Your pastor? No, Jesus said. So it's not your reputation on the line. It's not your righteousness that's going to change someone else's life. It's the righteousness of Jesus and your obedience to his command. You see, down through church history, I love history. I'm a bit of a nerd, I guess. I just, everything for me has got history to it. And, and, and it's, it's probably, you know, if I hadn't got expelled from school, I probably it would have been one of my best subjects. Anyway, I can't help I only got a standard seven, okay? But anyway, I, I love it. I've studied history now for the last 40 years. And, and there, there's something about the history of healing that is so interesting. Because the early church got it. There were signs, wonders, and miracles. The church fathers, they came after them, the patriarchs. They also got it, got a bit weird in some places, you know. They also had problems with guys spraying doom in people's faces and saying, God led me to do that. You know, there were those extremes and weird things that happened. And, you know, because Jesus once spat on the ground and made mud and rubbed it in a guy's eye. God probably couldn't see because his eyes were all Busted up with scabs or something, you know. Now everyone makes it a ministry. I've got the spit on ground ministry. I've got the rub mud in your eyes ministry. And then people think they can do what they like because they've got a license to. Well, the Lord told me to do it. Man, just get on and lay hands on the sick. That's what God told you to do. And get weird. Tell people to eat what cockroaches. Is that the latest thing? Tell them to, I learned a good Greek word, footsap. <laughs> anyway, before I get into trouble. So that's the first thing you've got to do. When you realize you're a channel and it's not on you, it makes laying hands a whole different thing. The second thing is compassion. You've got to, we pray for people because we love people. And we want them to enjoy what God's got for them. So at the root is this is compassion. I want to see people helped. Thirdly, it's warfare. Because there's colliding kingdoms here. There's the kingdom of God with what God's culture looks like, God's values, God's principles. And then there's the kingdom of this world. That is the antithesis of that. So praying for the sick, laying hands, has got that dimension. So it's your channel Compassion, warfare, and then finally, the word mystery. Because sometimes we just don't know. And sometimes that's the best answer you can give somebody. Is, I don't know why your child died. 
I don't know why your sister didn't get better. But let me tell you about some people that did. I don't understand. It's a mystery that Bill Johnson sees creative miracles. He's seen, he's had testimonials verified in the medical field of people who were 100% deaf who are now 100% able to hear. But his own son is deaf in one ear. We don't understand that. But should that stop us praying? Did it stop Jesus praying because he went into one village and they wouldn't receive him, but he could only lay hands on a few because only a few were willing? Did that stop him going to the next village and praying? Didn't stop him laying hands on the leper, even though the law apparently, according to the legalists and the narrow-mindedness and the Pharisees and the Sadducees, he couldn't lay hands. He, when he laid hands on the sick, the kingdom of God demonstrated itself. It manifests. This is the good news that Jesus brought this man. And then he says, okay, go for the test. Get a letter. We're not forming a rebellion. So I need to wear a mask. And I, I'm going to need... I'm going to need uh, Joe. Josie, just come and help me. Just come and stand here, please. Okay. Um, Richard, Richard, stand up, please. I want to lay hands on Richard because I've been instructed to lay hands and I feel like you need some wisdom for some of the stuff you're going through. You stand here with me. You follow me, just like, remember in the old days people used to fall over and used to put a cloth on their legs? No more cloths. Now it's spray. Okay. There's a little bit of Jer Jerusalem oil in there. Holy water from, from uh, the, the Red Sea. So, Lord, I just thank you for Richard. I just thank you for your calling on his life, for bringing him out of darkness into light. And, Lord, that you raise him up as a Joseph, in his company where people will come to him to solve their problems, where people will run to him to get wisdom, that there will be a powerful spirit of wisdom upon his life, that wherever he goes, you will increase him, you will promote him beyond his wildest imaginations. Kareen, don't you want to stand up, please? Put your hands out. Kareen, I just uh, see a person walking down the coast, admiring the sea, sensing the presence of God, and then walking behind the, th the, the thicket, the, the, the bush on the beach. And suddenly they can't see the sea anymore. They can hear it, but they can't see it. But I see they don't doubt that the sea is still there, even though they can't see it. They just know it's temporarily not there in their vision. And I believe the Lord will just say to you, 
the seasons of not seeing don't change the fact that I'm there and I will do abundantly, exceedingly above all you ask or imagine because you trust me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Homina, won't you stand up, please? Let's put our chance. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for the impartation, for gifts that are just flowing right now. I believe there's a digging up process, a digging up of gifts. I believe there's a, a, a dusting off of gifts. I, I believe that there's some oil being applied to rusty uh, uh, moving parts in some gifts and I just declare over you through the laying on of hands a revitalization of the gifts that God has put in you a refocus and a recalibration of the gifts and the callings and the anointings that this time where people say is retirement is a time of refinement it's a time of zeal it's a time of new focus and much passion for the kingdom of God. We just thank you for Harmina right now, Lord. Thank you for her faithfulness, her years of serving, sacrificial living. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I see, I see a picture of a, of a, uh, a racing car dashboard, and, and I see, I see an open a convertible top, and I see you sitting behind the steering wheel with one arm up on the, on the door ledge, with a big smile, wearing these big fancy, flashy sunglasses, feeling very, very happy with yourself and laugh. Because the Lord says, your latter days will be more prosperous and blessed and increased of joy and peace and favor. And you will feel like you're driving your dream car down the freeway in just a sense of, look what God has done. How did this happen? What, what, what happened? I don't know. But God, God, God did something. Do not despise the day of small beginnings. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Give his hands a good spray. Eh? He, needs, he needs a good spray. He needs a good spray. One more. 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 Don't look so nervous, Keith. Robbie, stand up. Ah, thank you, Jesus. The Lord is your shepherd. The Lord is your shepherd. You shall not want. And he will guide you in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Lord, we just thank you right now just for a fresh importation of the Father's heart. A fresh importation of peace. A fresh importation of the life-giving anointing that resides within him, Lord. More, 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 
there it goes. Just receive, receive. Don't, don't. You have to strive. You don't have to perform for for His moving in your life. You just have to receive, receive and impart. Feel the Lord say to you, "You're a faithful son. Feed my people. Love my people." And give me an opportunity to touch my people. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. What I felt to do this morning was break a little bit of the stigma around social contact. But I tried to do it in the most responsible way I could without compromising. And I think the longer God's people stay hidden away, with half their face missing, with their hands pickled, the greater distance is going to start coming in our community interaction. And I want to ask you, if you think that was responsible and a safe way to pray, amen. God bless you. God keep you. God make his face shine upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.